Andrew, JR, Jackson, Francesca, Fiorentina in the his house, kind of. JR and I are in the house. Francesca's in her house. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about Chris Rock. Is he right about race? Uh oh, drums. What is Adidas going to do with $500 million worth of Yeezys? <laughs> Further drums, okay? Oh, God. Uh, so we're going to talk about a lot of different fun things. Including, by the way, this show brought to you by the thugs at shoptyt.com. And we're celebrating Feminist AF collection for in celebration of Women's Month. Although I feel like they should get six months. Okay. Paid leave? Paid leave? I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, we do do twelve weeks here. Um, so, um, so, anyways, uh, check out it's the Anna's uh, rant against uh, religious fundamentalism is leading uh, the proceedings in that collection. But there's many other things. So uh, check out shoptyt.com. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, I haven't watched Chris Rock special yet. That is not going to stop me from commenting on it. Of course it. not. Uh, JR hasn't either. <laughs> Francesca, have any of us watched it or are we going in blind here? <laughs> I've, I've seen a lot of clips and I haven't yet watched. Mm. I mean, oh. I haven't seen the whole thing. Perfect. Because we're on air and in American media, in order to talk about anything, you generally have to know nothing about it. <laughs> okay, so oh, yeah. mission accomplished. Um, in this particular case. All right, uh, so this is a joke that uh, almost everybody's talking about. He says about Meghan Markle. Um, Meghan Markle, some of that uh, crap she went through was not racism. It was just some in-law crap. Okay, I'm replacing the word, you got it, okay? Uh, Oprah, they're so racist. They wanted to know how brown the baby was gonna be. That's not racist, because even black people wanna know how brown the baby's gonna be. <laughs> Another expletive. <laughs> we check behind the mirrors. That's a scientific test. You got to see what kind of black child you're going to get. Is this Steph Curry baby or a Draymond Green baby? Rock said. Come on, that last part's <laughs> it, like inarguably funny. Okay. All right. Now, I don't know if anybody's going to get enraged, outraged. I feel like. It's kind of constitutionally required these days to be enraged and outraged about everything. <clears throat> uh, but Charlemagne backed him. Uh, JR, what say you? How did Charlemagne back him? I guess is the question. He's like, yeah, black folks do that or sure, Meghan Markle. Because I heard that there were some targets he had in Meghan Markle and I wasn't really sure what it was about. This particular, uh, you know, the thing you read, the, the aspect of this joke, it seemed like Meghan Markle was the setup. You know, in order to get mm -hmm. him to that place of saying black folks uh, are colorist as well. Which, uh, totally. by the way, it happens. And I mean, again, this is the hard thing. If you want to sit back, you know what I do, Jake and, uh, and Francesca? I watch garbage TV mm -hmm. when I'm not watching serious things. And when I'm not watching sports, I watch the trashiest of garbage nonsense BS TV because Good it for you. is a bit relaxing. Because I'm like, like this what? is really stupid. Like what, though? Um, what's the dumbest one? I'm trying to give you the worst one. Um, uh, oh, the wife and I watched uh, the Nine Day Fiance. That yeah. was pure garbage. Yeah, you got it. Um, <laughs> I don't even know these shows anymore. The only one I know is the one Milf Island because the. the I want to get on that one. No, yeah. no, no, no. Because it's, of the it's name. F Boy Island's the one I was supposed to get to. Oh, and it might be Milf Manor. I, I watched that whole thing. <laughs> oh, you watched it? No, uh, and talk about some anti feminist garbage. I love uh, Nikki Glazer, by the way, but I was just like, 
you know they're just choosing the F boys, guys. They're supposed to find out who the F boy <laughs> is and not choose him. And they just choose him. They're like, I know he's an F boy, but I'm like, I can't watch this. I can't watch women in their 20s make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? The same mistakes. Anyway, the you know, sorry, JR, go back. <laughs> yeah, I lost track of which reality show, which junk trash dumpster fire reality show we were talking about. Wait, was this the one that the former president came from? Oh No, that's right, that's a different <laughs> one. Uh, anyway, I was talking about the one where the moms are, might accidentally have sex with their sons. Cuz that's, you know, that one. Oh, <laughs> oh is Milf that Manor, the one? Milf Island, oh, see, Milf that something. One, that yeah. one I haven't seen any of. And yeah. I think that description makes me more uncomfortable than I want. But. <laughs> okay. Uh, Love Island. I'm very comfortable. I watched Love Island Australia. I watched Love Island USA. I watched Love Island UK, and there's a lot of them. <laughs> You're crazy, man! Did you it's, watch Love Island Bangladesh? <laughs> they had one. <laughs> they had one. And he, it the, might be interesting. Me watching Love Island is the only reason I knew who just beat. Is it Jake Paul or Logan Paul? I don't know. They look the same to me because they're brothers. But the boxing match that's happened over in Saudi Arabia or Dubai, I can't remember where it was. The guy who beat Jake Paul finally. Was on Love Island. I was like, oh, that's the guy from Love Island. No, this is crazy. <laughs> nice. Now we went from like professional yeah, boxers who now, by the way, are doing are He's like, a pro boxer. I mean, I guess he is at this point, right? But now like boxing matches aren't Muhammad Ali versus, <laughs> you know, Frazier. It's rando YouTuber yeah. versus rando reality star. Yeah. And so yeah. he promoted Mr. himself. Mr. Hinkle Dinkle. Versus, yeah. you know, just like, yeah, it's so bad. So I say that. What was your point? Yeah, I say all that to say, as far as this joke goes, if you want to laugh at the colorism because it's you're taking it as just a break from serious conversation, who cares? Go for it, right? It's jokes. But um, the thing is, is when you're in this realm of you talk about maybe political things, which Chris Rock does sometimes, or you talk about society, which Chris Rock does many times, and then after that then happens, then you come with the colorism thing. People are going to judge, especially since you're caught up in these serious controversies that we know he got to. Then people are going to start thinking and going, yo, that's pretty um, that's pretty uh, dirty stuff to say. Yo, uh, black, dark-skinned babies are beautiful. It's going to turn to one of those discussions because of how hyper and, and debatable all these things are when people are shaming folks for being different color tones. And then white folks are taking black culture as their own and people are celebrating white folks for doing what black folks created. All that stuff is going to start getting generated and talked about. And it really was just a joke, but then again, you have to now know who you are and who your audience is and who's watching you. But so that's you know, it's but, it's a little bit of both, I guess, is what I'm but, trying but to. But hold on, that's such here. a good yeah. Yeah. So, do we think that Chris Rock was saying you don't want the Draymond Green baby? Yes. So you're sure about that? Hundred percent. Okay. Gotcha. Of course, you know, colorism. It's the lighter the better. This has been in yeah. every in every you know yeah. Turk Turks. The light How of the better. dare you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. The light of the better. Asians, the light of the better. It's it's across the world. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, yeah, see, no, that's I think that's a really Go ahead, Francis. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm no. sorry, I'm not in person. I have so much to say though. This is such a good topic because it's really interesting because I love I love Chris Rock, number one. But I do think it is important and interesting to see who he has been making fun of that like has garnered so much attention and eyeballs that he got slapped for, right? It's Jada Pinkett Smith and Meghan Markle, both of them black women. Mm -hmm. um, so in the whole realm of, hey, Chris Rock, like let's punch up, you know, he does. He does a lot of political comedy. He usually punches up. But you know, in our effed up, you know, like structural racist, sexist hierarchies, like Taking aim at black women can be seen as absolutely punching down. That being said, taking aim at 
very, very wealthy black women like Meghan Markle, like Jada Pinkett Smith, who do have light skin privilege. It adds this whole other interesting dimension into this mix of like, who can you and can't you make fun of? And the reality is, I think as JR said, you can make fun of anyone. If you get the laugh, that's the job of the comic. And and sadly, most jokes shouldn't be exposed to the entire internet and then picked apart because they're messed up. There are a lot of jokes that are club jokes that are gonna be racist and sexist in some ways. But honestly, Chris had to find an angle on this. And it wouldn't be a funny angle to be like, hey, the queen's racist. It's like, we know that the queen sucks. <laughs> the funnier angle is like, how can I make this my own? And that's what comics must do is find that take Once that more. is unique and interesting. In his world, now that we've had so many people that are representing the disenfranchised, which is still isn't enough, but there's so many more voices for the disenfranchised. He, people like comedians are starting to see them as having this power. And then they go, oh, well, they got right. power. I got to attack the wokes, right? And then that's still punching up somehow. But he still sometimes, I think, misses it. My last thought here. Before all this was going down, and Chris Rock, I've watched many of his specials. I've maybe missed one. I don't know. But there was the ATM uh, a joke he made where he said, people are always like, oh, yo, why are you so worried if a black person walks behind you while you're at the ATM? You're looking over your shoulder. I'm paraphrasing. And he goes, yo, black folks look over their shoulder when black folks walk behind the ATM. And he said, I'm not looking for yeah, whatever. I'm looking for inwards, he said. And mm. this is probably, I don't know, 2006 or whatever that special came out. And if he said that now, it does feed more into the way that people are rabidly racist openly everywhere on the internet. The internet has, has gotten more and more uh, you know, uh, uh, accessible and bigger and everybody's talking now. Now it's easier to be like, yo, that's kind of messed up because we have serious people who are making not these as jokes, but making these as threats. And it's changing people's society's thoughts on these folks. So it's harder now just because more people mm -hmm. are doing it. Yeah, I think there's a giant difference between comedy and serious commentary. And so, um, so I think that that Change the dynamic, but is there a line? Of course, there's a line. So, look, somebody wrote in Democracy for Sale wrote, and I feel like Chris Rock is like how Chappelle's for conservatives, just for liberals. So, you know, you want to talk about lines? Mm. Like, I can't stand Dave Chappelle now, and I loved him. He was <laughs> probably my favorite comic, and uh, and now I'm like just nails on a chalkboard. I can't listen to a word he says. Everything is like almost everything he says is now right wing talking point. Like he sounds like Ben Shapiro to me. It's just crazy. It's crazy. Maybe they mm -hmm. did that race swap after all. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyways, um, but so I I didn't watch the special. To be fair to Chris Rock, I haven't watched uh, a lot of his stuff. I've you know seen plenty, but I'm sure I missed the great majority of his work. Right. So uh, so I so this is not meant to be comprehensive. Mm -hmm. Now, but it gets to the. More interesting issue. Uh, I think there's a bunch of interesting issues in here. One of which is, uh, you know, the bottom line on how do we all interact with one another and what do we think? What do we actually think, right? So the point that JR made uh, about like Turks do it too. He's of course wrong. Turks are the only pure people, uh, <laughs> and they would never besmirch anyone else's reputation. And by the way, Turks think, you know what? Us, just the same as anyone else, we're equal to everyone. Okay. And and that is why they have the chant uh, that I often <laughs> joke about. Uh, Turkey is the biggest. There is no other country that's even big. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I remember thinking great. how highly irrational it was when I was like 
N. Okay. So, <laughs> oddly, that's kind of things we say in America. Well, of course, yeah, yeah we I do. But at least we had, yeah. like, America, number one, we're known for being jingoistic clowns, mm -hmm. right? And, mm -hmm. uh, but, and two, we had a leg to stand on for a while, right? That America was number one. Dancing and, and doing different things. And then there really weren't any other countries that were that big for a little brief period of time, right? Uh, Turkey, yeah, they had a leg to stand on too from like 1453 to 1753. It's but after run. that, decent run. <laughs> it was a good run. It was a good run while we had it. But Still hard, big. Yeah. So, uh, but. Look, so to JR's point, here's another story I've told often on the show. Um, when my uh, grandparents were uh, growing up, let alone when my parents were growing up, I think it was probably my parents too. Okay, not my parents in specific, but this was the the thing that Turks used to say back in the day. Okay, this is in the home country, not here. Okay, that uh, the best woman is so white that you can see a dark grape going down her throat. Jesus, man. And so, first of all, we all agree that sounds disgusting. <laughs> sorry to super pale people. Sorry, sorry. Okay, I don't want to be racist against you guys either. But come on, that doesn't sound great. Okay, but back in the day, that was because they're fantastic among Turks who generally look a little bit like me, right? Who are pretty brown. Although, but Turks are very, very diverse, right? So there's some that look super pasty, super brown, etc., right? Uh, we usually check uh, the knuckles and behind the ears. No, I'm just kidding. We don't do that. We don't have that <laughs> tradition. Uh, but um, but where did it come from? In case you guys don't know where it came from, it came from not race originally, but wealth. Uh, so the people who were pasty were the rich folks who didn't have to work the fields. And so it was a right. great point of pride to be really pastier rather than whiter. Right, mm -hmm. you had to be as mm -hmm. pale, and and you know, yeah, I guess white, but uh, but basically, like you never left the house, right? Sickly, and, yeah. And by the way, for Turks especially, I mean, it's true for a lot of races, but especially like for me, if you look at my feet, which I don't recommend, okay. <laughs> um, uh, if you look at it, it compared to where my so like my sock line, perfect example, mm -hmm. underneath the sock line, you're like. Whoa, you're weirdly white, right? Above the sock line, you're you're like, no, 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 you're a minority. You're 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 a person of color. Okay. And it's the same color on the same guy. So the rich Turks back in the day could look really pasty and white, right? It's it's a range, it's a range, right? But a lot of us could. And but if I worked the fields as my dad did, then I'd look really dark. And so then they would say, Oh, poor, right? And and so that's why the Japanese did all that makeup to look even paler, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And so I mean, yes, yeah, yeah exists in every cult. Yeah. Sorry, Francesca. One more thing in that. No, made. no. And back over. I mean, listen. You want to talk about Asians? We're talking about Asians, okay? So, like, but guys. So if you grew up in America and you're you're not an immigrant and you're not from any of these, you know, backgrounds. You don't know how deeply racist the rest of the world is. Okay, I know. So America's bad. The rest of the world ain't any better. Okay. So as Chinese folks, if they think and if they're being honest and they're not in America and you're you know having you do you think Chinese are the same as other races? First of all, the answer is f no. Okay, 
Chinese are the best. Number two, uh, who's better, Chinese or Filipinos? And they would have the biggest belly laugh you've ever seen. Like, how can Filipinos be enemies? Are you crazy? No, no, of course the Chinese. That's not, who, who is this clown they sent in, right? Oh, I was like, you know, hashtag not all Chinese, you know, being half myself. But it's, tr- but, but yeah, a lot of Chinese people are pretty racist and classes too and it's and it feeds into I mean now we can get into the like model minority thing which you know Wajahat Ali went on I think he was on Mehdi Hassan's show on MSNBC and said something about like call out Nikki Haley for like her model minority um like punching down like targeting of Latinos and black Americans you know, in in the service of white supremacy, and he got reamed for that comment. Right, first it was Don Lemon, and then Wajah had said that, and it was like, oh no, how dare you? But he was so spot on. Like, I think as I mean, and it is a reason why people do say the phrase like BIPOC, like you know, Black, Indigenous, and then POC, which I guess is like the Asians, <laughs> but it's a way to say like that that Asian Americans and Asians experience racism in very different ways. And yes, we're seeing crazy you know, waves of anti-Asian hate and violence, which is very, very important to not lose the thread of. But for sure, um, internally, and Ali Wong has joked about this, right? In her specials, her very first special was like, you know, I'm half like jungle Asian and half fancy Asian. Um, She's half Chinese and half Vietnamese, and then you know, so it's like you know the jungle Asian where we don't respect ah, the Vietnamese. And I think her husband at the time was like he's uh, half Japanese and I think half like I forgot what else. But anyway, just like the either maybe Cambodian anyway. But yeah, so so yeah, it's super real in every community, um, which is why Jr. I feel like it's I'm like it's annoying because you're like well. You know, when you you have these specials and you see the audience was pretty much 99% black that went out to see Chris Rock or, or that, that was at this live thing. And so it's a little bit like, you know, being kind of a fly on the wall in the barbershop, you know, or like being, you know, and you're like, this is about, this Man, is a, a black comment. What? That's like families talking, you know, like everyone, right. everyone understands where everyone else is coming from. Yeah. Right, right, and and it's not really for me to insert myself or opine, but it it totally to Jenks' point, like the right will take those, and I think maybe Jr. You said this will take like an internal critique. Let's leave Cosby out of this and his whole like pull up your pants or whatever, and they'll be like, see, they said it, you know, the Dilbert guy. Oh, Don Lemon said this about the black community. Like, shh. Quiet Nazi, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. it's just their excuse. Yeah, because people don't want to see serious folks who aren't joking take these jokes as real and then sprinkle it into society and be like, yo, this is the way even you should feel this way too. Because look, this black person who's a well known comedian and black folk support and all this stuff, he said it, so it must be the case. And then that leads to all this. So, yeah, it's become a harder gig to pull off. Um, which I mean, I guess it's good not to be a comic right now. If you think you can try and pull off something that's edgy, because edgy has to be hitting that line. But how do you know what yeah. the line is? Yeah, I mean, they, they it could cushion their fall with the millions of dollars that they fall onto. So they're going to be go. okay, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but but to your point about fam, so I'm in Vienna. Uh, this is God knows how many years ago. And I'm uh, with my best friend uh, growing up uh, from one to eight. Okay, before I left mm-hmm. Turkey, there's two guys that I hung out most with, Bora, who I still know, and Emra, who I still know, but not as 
you know, but we were very tight. And Emrah went, and the reason I know I haven't kept in touch with him as much is because he moved to Vienna. So he lives in Austria and has for a long, mm -hmm. long time, like I moved to America, right? And uh, and as we were walking in a, a particular part of town, he's like, okay, we gotta be careful around here. Uh, this is the Turkish part of town. <laughs> okay, now, why is that the case? Because in Vienna, uh, the uh, Turks are in the lowest socioeconomic class. and it has nothing to do with race, it has everything to do with socioeconomic conditions. Because the poorer you are, the more likely you are to commit crime because you have to, right? And so I've explained that in a thousand different ways, etc. And in this case, this is my race. I obviously don't think like, oh, these dirty Turks around here, I gotta watch my back, right? You know how they're, what their nature is, right? Mm -hmm. No, but yeah, if folks are poor, generally they've got lack of education, you've got all those other factors that go into it. So. If me and Emra are joking about Turks in Vienna as we're walking through a Turkish part of town, that's fan, okay? Mm -hmm. um, if I make a joke about it on a stand-up show, well, now where are we, right? And so as Chris Rock makes those jokes that are <laughs> that, that folks would make, you know, with each other, between each other, between friends and family, uh, etc. When does it become not kosher? And I, my line is bad intent, and and I think for a comic, you have to get overwhelming proof of bad intent before you lay that card down, right? Mm -hmm. sure. And I, I haven't seen that with Chris Rock. I mean, maybe I no. haven't watched enough well, stuff, but I haven't seen that at that's all. That's to Francesca's point, which was he had a bit of a track record when it comes to black women. Um, so yeah. black women, as soon as they started hearing him speak, they're like, oh, Meghan Markle, what's that? Because she's a black woman that is involved with the royal family and has told her story about how they treated her. And many black folks would be like, yo, I've experienced that type of stuff with racist white folks all the time. So I feel her and I empathize with her and I'm on her side. And you see Chris Rock stand up there and start dogging her out, which again, I hadn't seen the special, but I heard one of the points was he's going out to Meghan Markle, which that one that you described, like I said, she was the setup. She was how. He used her to get to the colorism. Totally. Gym, you know, totally. So yeah. I don't know if there's other things he went but, after her for. But, but he's also right that we're all gonna check, right? But my point is, and why I was actually a little bit surprised that some people were offended is, yeah, but check in which direction, right? Like at this point, if you told me, oh yeah, but your kids are darker, <laughs> be like, and mm -hmm. right, like, okay, well, that's an interesting curiosity, and I'm curious, right? Like, how my kids would come out, you know, in different scenarios, right? But never would I think, like, oh, that's bad, right? So I guess I don't know, like, do people still like? Maybe I'm being naive here because I, 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 I mean, look, I'm the among the darker Turks. I say I'm kind of average, but not really. If you go to Turkey, you'll see I'm a little darker than the average Turk. Okay, mm -hmm. and and some would argue. You know, like near the twenty percent darkest. Okay, to me, I don't care at all. I don't know how to care about that. What does that say about me? I like, I don't even understand the opposite. Like, am I supposed to be proud or am I supposed to be ashamed? <laughs> this is so irrational. I can't begin to make heads or tails out of it in in reality, right? Mm -hmm. So if you said to me, yeah. "Hey, your kids like they're half Chinese, half Turkish." But they're darker, I'd be like, oh, that's cool, they kind of look like me. Yeah. <laughs> so 
And you see what I'm saying? Like, because it doesn't come with the same historic baggage, right? And I think what's interesting in the you know African American community is while it might seem like as I referenced like oh this is a barbershop conversation or this is like a within fam conversation. In fact, of course, the people who thought about skin color the most were slaveholders, were white people, were, were this out, you know, whatever, the slaveholders. People were like, okay, well, are they gonna be working in the field? Or are they gonna be working, in, you know, a slave inside? You know, and it, it all depended on how you looked. And so there was crazy amounts of colorism. Did I lose you guys? Oh, no, no, I'm no, here. I just, here. Really, <laughs> you know, like, like that, that is a white supremacist um, setup. And so, no, uh, but Francesca, it, that's yeah. like, I'm totally with you for us educated progressives, which I assume is the audience. It's Avi, right? Avi. So that's the history of it. That's where it comes from. There's no question that that was true and and to a large degree continues to be true, especially with non-black folks. I guess part of where I was going with it is, Jared, you still think that the Draymond Green baby is Disfavored or the over the Steph Curry baby 100%. in the black community. So I mean, to this not, day? not maybe not necessarily in the black community as much, but this is the thing. Like, it's the same way that like white supremacy permeates all society, and it's why it's one of the problems. As people talk about it, you may get black folks that say stupid things, and then you go, "Yo, um, it's why it's so frustrating when many black Americans see a black person maybe on Fox News or wherever standing." And, and and giving the perspective of a white supremacist because they're you're carrying their water for them. You're the you're the guy who says, no, I got this. You don't have to embarrass yourself. I'm gonna say what you want to say and perpetuate this stereotype and this demeaning of my people for your sake. That's why it's one of the most angering things that people have when they see a person from their own community telling these lies or demeaning them as a people so that it can continue to happen. Because when you talk about the lowest on the socioeconomic ladder, say in Austria or Turkey or anywhere, in America, it's from our history. It's from the uh, slaveholders who then raped some of their uh, some of their uh, the enslaved women and then had these lighter skinned babies. And then those babies eventually maybe sometimes they passed as white. And in order to pass, then you have this higher level of society. Then maybe you have this little bit more smidgen of an opportunity to maybe make take yourself out of it. And then the legacy mm-hmm. continues down and down and down and down to the point where if you're born in your dark skin, they go, oh, he's gonna have it tougher. Is that the dark mm-hmm. skin kid's fault or is that society? Fault. All this mm-hmm. stuff is this is the analytical way to go about this. And Chris Rock was telling a joke. That's why it's harder yeah. now because all this <laughs> is true. But Chris Rock touched on all of that history while we're talking about CRT and how Ron DeSantis and half the other southern states don't want to even acknowledge what we've been through in this country. It's serious now because it's affecting directly people. It's why cops beat the hell out of and kill black folks at a higher rate than other folks. It's in every aspect, housing, education, it's, it's, it's everywhere. And, we and it's colorism, it. it's legit colorism. You know, like I was gonna make a joke, Jank, if you get pulled over, just pull down your socks, bud. Just like pull them <laughs> down, show them. Here you go, you officer. Imagine? And the cops <laughs> like, Oh, I didn't know that. My bad. You're you're free to go. Yeah. No. <laughs> One. Of, I've told the story. I was pulled over in Beverly Hills while I was in college. I drove a 1973 beat up Chevy Nova. I was dropping my friend off. She did become a model. I was dropping off at her first modeling like audition thing nice. in Beverly Hills, and I was looking for a parking spot off of Wilshire. And no lie, seven cop cars, three SUVs, and uh, and four cars surrounded me. And they roll up, and uh, I said, "What's wrong?" 
And he, no lie, he scanned my car. It had dents and stuff. He scanned my car up and down, leaned towards the windshield and went, pulled out a billy club. You got a, a, a crack there on your windshield. And went through this whole thing. And then I had a USC track shirt on and a USC sticker in my window. And uh, I said, yeah, I was like, I know where this is going. And so I went through the whole thing and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just dropping my friend off. You know, we go to USC. And he goes, oh, you go to USC? I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to run track over there. I don't know how the conversation went, but I was telling him all the stuff I do. And he's like, oh, you run track at USC? I was like, yeah. Suddenly his demeanor changed because he said, mm. this isn't a garbage black person. This is a black person that's getting educated. This is a black person that's in school. This is a black person that does this. I don't have to murder him or hem him up any longer. And he eventually let me go. Um, but it's less likely to believe that if the perception in some people's heads is, well, he's a dark-skinned cat. I have right. plenty of privilege from my skin tone, and I'm not even like the lightest shade, but I'm light enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got sister, uh, a sister and a brother who are thoroughly darker than me, you know, and yeah. I'm sure their life experience is different. Yeah. But, Do you but guys, yeah. look, but all those things are definitely true in what we talk about on a daily basis on the on TYT, right? Right. Um, but I'm trying to ascertain where the line is for comics. And so, like, yeah. uh, on the one hand, like, if you tell me model minority and all that stuff, you're totally right about that, Francesca. There's no question, right? So, like, and they got all over him for saying that she's playing that card. But, you know, it reminded me of Bobby Jindal. That's my favorite oh, man. political. Bobby Jindal? Remember him? That was my Good favorite slogan of all time because. Uh, he ran for president in 2016. I know you don't remember. You also don't remember who Bobby Jindal is if you're a normal person. Uh, he's governor of Louisiana. He's Indian, just like Nikki Haley is, right? So South Asian American. Uh, but unlike Nikki Haley, he is not lighter skinned. He's darker skinned. And so his slogan for the 2016 campaign was tanned, rested, and ready. Oh, dude, you're not. Oh, come on, man. That is. That is just humiliating. That that's that humiliating, right? That, I got, mean, my, my, Trump's uh, like, that's my line. <laughs> <laughs> you got like tan. guys like Majid Nawaz. He's like the standard uh, Muslim that they bring out to say that other Muslims are too violent and we should like mm -hmm. I don't know keep them in occupied forever and that kind of stuff, right? So those guys are like the worst people on earth. Um, whereas. Chris Rock is black and he's making a joke that other black people talk about. But you guys are right, it doesn't just go to black people. It isn't just in a barber shop. It isn't just with family, it goes to everybody, right? And so then where are you, right? Yep. And then when we say, hey, if, if we say Chris shouldn't do that, then we look like the wet blankets and everybody goes, <coughs> come on guys, he's black. Let him make the goddamn joke, right? And and I have some sympathy for that. So I don't yeah. know where that leaves. Are you us. familiar with black? I think I think. Sorry, go ahead. Go. Oh Brian. oh no! I was just gonna say what yes, and what Jr. just said about like Chris Rock touched on all that history in a joke, and that's the mastery of comedy. That's what you do. That is the job. It is condensing. Um, a history that everyone knows, racism that everyone knows, internal discussion that everyone knows about into one single joke, distilling something topical and then making it hit, you know, something that people wish weren't true, maybe, but they know it's true. That your dad or mom or your aunt or uncle is gonna be like, oh, you know, what shade are they? You know, so that that is the job. What I think is interesting in comparing it to someone like Chappelle is Chappelle lost the thread. Chappelle lost the thread of what is funny and he also does not want to do jokes. He in his last anti-trans hating special literally said, I'm not joking. I'm not joking about this. I want to talk about 
why trans people feel so like, uh, you know, feel so like whatever it was, like why they exist effectively, why they feel so embattled, like what's wrong with them, and why can't they wait in line and wait their turn? Because according to Chris Rock, we have to first start, you know. Uh, with black Americans, then we'll do women, then we'll do gay people, then we'll do trans people as if there aren't black trans people that exist. So so he lost lost the thread and what's interesting about it is back when he was doing Chappelle's show, he stopped his doing the show for he walked out on the $50 million contract. We all remember he went to South Africa because he knew how massive he was becoming, i.e. how popular he was becoming with white people. And he was not comfortable with the way that white people were laughing at some of his humor that was clearly sort of more of an inside joke, maybe more um, a little bit of like if you watch Borat with Sasha Baron Cohen, but you don't understand that it's a satire or you watch you know, Stephen Colbert and you don't get that he was doing the Colbert report completely satirical, which some right wingers didn't understand. So it's so funny that like someone like Chappelle did a complete 180, whereas I believe Chris Rock and them, what's great about him, even though he is touring with Chappelle, um, he's been able to ride this line and walk this line of still being funny and finding out where that punchline is and what's still relevant um, and not being up his own ass. Chris Rock understands it. Because one of the jokes that I did hear that he told at this special from the live one he just did, <clears throat> he's talking about the Will Smith stuff. And he said, uh, um, people said, why didn't you fight back? Why didn't you hit him back? And he goes, because my mama raised me and said, don't fight in front of white people. That's the <laughs> same thing. It's like, we can fight amongst ourselves and whoop each other's ass and we'll be good tomorrow. If white folks see us fighting, they're like, look at those N-words fighting. They're so violent, they're so this, they're so that. Aren't you scared of them? Call the cops and make them get shot. That's mm-hmm. a real result of the the assumption that black folks are just naturally violent and savage because that's been our history. So he gets it, it's the same thing. Don't tell these jokes in front of white folks. Mm-hmm. We can tell amongst right. ourselves, but white folks take this and run. <laughs> yeah, And then continue right, to right. oppress based off of my jokes. Right, because so like Piers Morgan's probably watching that and being like, yeah, totally, I totally agree about Meghan Markle. And we're like, all right, Piers. Yeah, first off, <laughs> we should have known what was gonna happen with the Republican voters when we found out that some of them thought their Colbert report was real. <laughs> like that that should have been our sign, right? Like that a significant percentage of them were like, oh, that guy's just like O'Reilly, he's really good, but kind of funny. <laughs> like, no, no, he's no, making no, no. fun of you. All right, anyways, um, but last thing on this, uh, I don't wanna beat it dead, but like, so, I used to make a joke about being Muslim and uh, and s- something about, I don't remember, it, because it wasn't a real joke. It wasn't like I wrote it, right? It was mm-hmm. like in the midst of conversations, I'd joke around about how I'm blown up, but not in that way. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> okay, see, uh-huh. it's a little funny, right? Uh, but hey, uh, non-Muslims have this stereotype of Muslims that were just violent and yep. blah, 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 blah. So. Is it anti-Muslim for me to make a joke about that now, even though I'm, is it, and has it become anti-Muslim because there's more anti-Muslim fervor than when I was growing up? Yes, mm-hmm. you have to mm-hmm. read the room almost, and the room being society. Yeah, And society's yes. getting harder to read. It's like with anything creative, NBA dunk contest, music, <laughs> comedy, it was easier before. 
it's harder because a ton of people have done it before you. They've been inventive. They pushed the line. They've commented on society, and as society changes, you got to do it differently. And there's fewer and fewer and fewer things that you're going to get away with because society, exactly. in many ways, are getting kind of worse. And you, and it's not on society. What what comics who were talking about? Oh, you're trying to cancel me and Roseanne Barr and all these old boomers who were never funny to begin with. <laughs> there a lot of them are like, why aren't my like really retro reactionary jokes still funny? It's like because you haven't written a new joke in 30 years, yeah. you know, and you have to keep on like you got to write better. That all it demands of you is you writing better. And if you're trying to do the job, like because I guarantee you, yes, a lot of these places. Chappelle can fill a room of sycophants and they're gonna laugh at literally anything he does. But if you go and you do just a regular show, yes, not with the name Chappelle, but if you're a if you're me and you do those jokes and they're not hitting, that's not on the audience. That's on you for not understanding generally, for lack of a better term, the zeitgeist, like what people are talking about. If I'm good, if I make an off-color joke about, let's say, George Floyd randomly, right? Yeah, it might be a good joke, but no one wants to laugh at a joke about George Floyd. Read the room, right? We've all determined, like, you know, that he was murdered and it's tasteless to do. So, like, that kind of thing. And then, but, you know, if you're a canceled comic, if you're Roseanne Barr, you just go on Fox News and are like, see, these kids are so sensitive. It's like, yeah, because nothing changes. That's why everyone's sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, I wish that was so bad. Oh, I mean, look, there's I although I should watch that just just to laugh at how kind of unfunny it is. <laughs> I kind of do want to. I yeah, but <laughs> look, dude, yeah, it, that by the way, that's why I'm more mad at Chappelle. It's the same reason that I'm more mad at Bill Maher because Bill Ugh. Maher used to be a smart progressive that challenged the system. And now is like a kiss ass of the system, pretending to be a rebel, which the you know the neoliberals eat up, right? They oh love that. That's yummy for their tummy. And uh, and so with Dave Chappelle, I mean, like Roseanne, I'm, I'm poor and I'm white. Ah! That was never funny. <laughs> it was never funny. I don't find poor, white people being the poor funny. Black people, Turkish people being poor funny. I don't like. Ah! Okay, all right, whatever. Is that the laugh, right? I was just, yeah, no, I can't do the laugh either. So, um, <laughs> but Chappelle was funny. He was really funny, right? That's why I'm more mad at him. Like, what'd you do, man? What'd you do? And so, yeah, I watched that last special. I could barely get through it. It was the least funny thing I've ever heard in my life. Terrible. Because because Franny's right. He wasn't trying to be funny. Yeah. I'm like, brother, you ain't George Carlin. Okay, stick yeah, no. to goddamn jokes. Sorry. Yeah, word. Um, Seriously. That was a thought I had about that. I wish I could remember it. Yeah. Bill Maher, by the way, everyone watched my latest video on Rebel HQ all about Bill Maher getting his interview with Jake Tapper and talking about how he misses the way the Democrats and the Republicans oh, used to work together. That's right. And everyone used to work together. It's just like, oh, God, Bill Maher. Someone needs to wrestle that show from his cold dead hands. I mean, no, sorry, don't hurt him. But I want to wrestle that show from it. No, but by the way, the funny thing is, I thought he was getting less popular, and he was, and he and and like, it, for a while it looked like HBO doesn't get it. They've got this like eighty-year-old crank on, like Clint yeah. Eastwood gone wrong, right? Yelling at everybody yeah. to get off their lawn. But then things took a turn, and. The neolibs love him so much that he got more popular, with but not with younger audiences.
but with like way older audiences. He switched demographics and then became popular again because so many old people were like, yes. Okay, yeah. not only does he believe all the standard crap we believe, and he like he became CNN until they just put him on CNN. Oh well, uh, yeah, and but Discovery uh, Plus owns the whole thing. And Discovery, uh, whatever Time Warner Discovery, I don't know Warner Brothers Discovery. It's all, all the same thing, and that's why he's that's why they're just spoon feeding it to their audience. Yeah, can I give you my theory? Because this yes. is what I think in general. Look, when uh, this Ron DeSantis said it straight up when he's trying to stop any teachings, it's uncomfortable. Everybody, as we evolve, are going to be uncomfortable. I tell my kids this all the time. I said, you and your knees are hurting because you're growing. You want to be six feet tall, it's going to hurt a little bit, bro. Growing pains. Mentally, mentally, you're, maybe you're going to struggle through something because you have to get this concept. It's painful. If you're going to be more aware of your surroundings and evolve as a people and more accepting of people you've never seen or known because our world is opening up, it's going to get uncomfortable. Bill Maher ran into some things that were uncomfortable for him, and it switched him. And he's like, but I don't get why we have to do that, though, because something spoke inside of him. There was a point when I didn't get, um, uh, there was a, there was a, what, we did a story a few years ago where, um, several years ago, actually not many. Um, there was a kid who was performing at, like, uh, uh, as a drag performer, but, and he was like 10 years old. He's in front of this crowd, and they're like waving money at him. And I was like, I'm all for drag shows. I'm all for uh, this kid being comfortable in front of his, in front of a group and performing. I said, but I don't think we need the money out. That feels very icky to me. Now this feels like the money's being sent around for him and this has turned sexual. That was my perspective because what I saw made me uncomfortable. I said, this is a kid. Um, and then, um, 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 uh, someone within the LGBTQ plus community told me, cause I didn't say it out loud. I want to say it on the show. And I was like, you know what? Let me ask. Because I'm ignorant on this somewhere. Mm -hmm. And they said, this is the history of why money is given if someone is dancing. And they told me all this. And I was like, I didn't know that. Before I knew that, I was uncomfortable. And if I'm uncomfortable, I'm going to start saying, yo, we have to eradicate this. The way that idiot at right. CPAC just said. You may go, yo, we need to stop this sexualization of this 10-year-old. But we don't know the history behind it and why they were doing that. It wasn't because, hey, come home with me, little boy. It was you probably got kicked out of your home because of who you are, which happens a lot, and you're probably struggling. Here's some cash to help That's you out. That's so funny. See, I didn't know I didn't that. know it. I was on South Beach, I think about a year ago, and I'm walking by uh, Ocean Avenue, right? The main strip where right next to the ocean. Uh, and <laughs> there was a, a, a drag performance going on for like brunch. And all the wedding parties had gotten there. So it was a tons of brides. So it's a thing, right? Brides mm -hmm. go to this drag show on, on South Beach, I guess, right? And I'm walking by and it was super fun, right? And so I'm just watching from the sidewalk like everybody else is. And uh, this one person does her spiel and everybody's having the time of their life, making the brides shake their booties, all that fun stuff, right? And. Uh, <laughs> And then the next person comes out and she plays the song like Give Me the Money. I forget exactly how the song goes, but you get it. And people just start handing her all sorts of money, like $100 bills and stuff. And I was like, so in the beginning, I was like, you're like, let me dance. No, 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 no. I thought, no, seriously, literally what went through my cheap ass mind, okay? At first, I was like, oh, this looks super fun. Maybe we should go to this brunch at some point, right? And then when people started handing her $100 bills, I was like, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I didn't know there'd be that kind of tipping I don't, involved. I don't okay. have any.
No, no, like the brunch, I'll pay. Okay, at least I'm getting food. This is nice entertainment. I'm gonna have to give out twenty hundred dollars to each dancer. No, no, it's like when the silver man, you know, on the sidewalk, like makes eye contact with you. Like I didn't look at you, move. Totally, totally. But I didn't know that history of a chair, so I thought, man, this person's got to figure it out. She just comes out to the right song. People just start handing her money like crazy. I'm like, she's a genius. Okay. So, yeah. But and now then that's I where know. ignorance. Now I know. Ignorance breeds bigotry. So if you, and but the problem is, is once you hear it, you go, okay, I accept that. Let me evolve. Or, yo, I just don't like that. And they stick in their ways. Maybe that's what happened to Chappelle. Maybe that's what happened to Bill Maher. You know, and they just, they, they hit a wall and they're like, I can't go past but it. All. Yeah, and and I think the last thing on that is like I feel like there's there's some there's a third way you can go, right? It's either like, you know, I accept that and I or like I embrace that. That's mm-hmm. one. There's um, I completely reject that. I hate that. I'm going to l- create legislation around that, even though all of this is a massive projection because I am actually the pedophile. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- that's aside. And the third way is, hey, it doesn't really concern me, and let live and let live kind of like and and also more than that i will never understand what it is to be trans i will never understand what it is to be black i will never understand what it is to be a woman yay <laughs> can i just let like like that's all you need the, the mental gymnastics isn't but how could you would you uh, the hormones you just all you got to do is be like god I'm never gonna really understand that life, and it's okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and they can't even do that. They don't have the the hu- humility to say you are not the center of the universe. I know that's hard yeah. to understand. Well, I mean, obviously yeah. they're not. Uh, in terms of me, that's a different question, obviously. But yeah, right. Okay. Um, so, look. Um, w- speaking of Bill Maher, though, before we ran out of time in this first segment, uh, I wanted to get even. Um, more political and serious, yay! Mm. Uh, anyways, uh, he he was Bernie Sanders was on, and they asked him, "Hey, are you for uh, equity or equality?" Um, um, like two lumps of sugar. I, what do you? I don't know what you're saying. Okay, it would have been my response. It was kind of Bernie's response, but I'm actually a little late to that game. Apparently, there is a big difference, and so I'm not in that camp. But. I'm not sure which camp you guys are in, but uh, but to me, like, wait, let me just ask this first. And so, equality stands for equality of opportunity. Everybody's clear on that. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. The question is equity. And Mar and the right wing are saying that equity means equality of results, and that the entire left wing is in favor of it. I know it's not the entire left mm. wing because I'm not in favor of it, and Bernie's not in favor of it, and. So that we're already at not the entire left wing, but is that a real thing or are they just making that up? I think in certain nonprofit and social justice movements and sectors, the the lingo is very much equity and saying equity, and I think it 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 you know other leftists might just be like it's communism, you know, like and and oh and embrace it, you know. Um, so I feel like, but. It, I feel like in common speak in just mass mass movements, not just the social justice movements, they're interchangeable. And saying equity, yeah, if you write it in a in a grant proposal, it'll get you the funding. But if you're trying to like rally a crowd, it it's the same. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, because people aren't going to be able to see those those differences. Now, the thing is, this goes back to in order to <clears throat> support equity, you have to acknowledge the lack of equity in the past and how we were completely on opposite of that. So if the leg up was always given to certain groups of people and then purposefully the entire system was beating down other groups of people, it's going to even that playing field. Equity of opportunity, not results. You have to start acknowledging and including the folks that you always didn't acknowledge and always discluded from the entire uh, uh, process of anything. Again, housing, education, work, all this stuff. You have mm -hmm. to give those legs up that you used to give to people who are now sitting here and looking down like, you can't do anything. What's the matter with your race? Bro, my race has been beat down since we were dragged over here. So Let's not talk about why I'm not where you think I'm supposed to be when I've been fighting uphill battle against you who have purposely been pushing down on me. So if you want to make things an equity of opportunity, you have to give me the same opportunities. And in many cases, totally. get me out of that hole that you just dropped me into. So, but okay, totally. last thing here, because we're out of time. Does equity just mean affirmative action? It might, I mean, I, I mean now that's that's what I'm that's what my mind's going to, but I think for JR JR pointing out like housing um and whatnot, like that's way bigger than affirmative action, right? That there has to be actual I mean it, it could be reparations, right? Like that could be something, or you know, housing justice. I mean, I think it's the difference between, yeah, like it's the no, it's the no justice, no peace side of it, right? It's the justice part, right? It's like the right and and most liberals and everyone sort of like, yeah, I believe in equality and peace, and you know, all men are created equal. Doopa doo, have a nice day. And then I think the differentiation between leftists are like, all right, well, in practice, what's actually and in history, what's actually happening? You got to right these wrongs if we're ever going to achieve equality. It can't just be, you know you know, flowery language and window dressing.